What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sizing Up. I am your host, Jack the Speck. Um, sorry for the long delay in uh, getting back to you guys. It's been a crazy holiday season. Um, happy 2023. Um, it, it's been good. It's been good for me. You know, crazy holiday season, you know, airport work, all that. But we're back. We have about five more episodes to go, this being one of them. And um, we're going to go ahead and get this thing rolling again. So, um... My next guest is an editor, been with me for a good while, um, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hello, uh, this is uh, Giantist Studios 101. I am an editor. I have been doing this for quite a few years now. Uh, I am glad to be on the podcast with Jack Despect. This is my first podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be on, and uh, this is... Uh, I'm just glad to be in a place where um, I can share my fetish with somebody else and uh, share my passion with everybody. So it's great. Awesome. And glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Yeah, that um, that's exactly basically encapsulated what sizing up is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a space for everyone to basically be here and celebrate this lovely fetish that we have. Um right. And not just, you know, just not giants, of course, but size content in general. But exactly. it's awesome to have you on here. Um, I, I've seen your work. I love your collages. They're really good. Um, you know, I, lot, I know a lot of the media has moved on to more of a uh, more real video these days. But um, I still think collages have a very, very, very important place in our community still to this day. So... Um, I'm just it's so surprised to hear you say that because that is my main competition right now. And <laughs> I am, I have been trying to move into the whole video editing uh, aspect of the fetish, but uh, I think it's just more time consuming. That's the real issue with that. But um, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I still think there's a real draw towards the old fashioned collage method. It's just sort of harkens back to the early, early days of the fetish online. So it's great. Oh yeah, no doubt. And um yeah, I, I totally get that. No, like like video is cool, don't get me wrong, but I I think when this first started when people were, you know, making collages and you would just see them on uh sites because, you know, we didn't have them in one site back in the day. We you we would have to go around and they would be scattered all over the place to get some of these. So Right. Um it's it's cool to still see that people still have that heart to do little collages. So, you know, and I it's big ups to um, you that you still do that. So that's awesome. And uh, regarding the time it takes to make video edits, um, I can tell you from firsthand, it's very time consuming. Um, <laughs> um, especially if you want to get refinement in them, you, you got to make sure you have everything right. I'm, all about quality. I need sounds. I need uh, those shakes. I need. I need to get fine tune them so they're accurate. So um, yeah, it's a lot of time. But um, back to you, man. Um, I want to know, like, how did you get into this fetish yourself? Because I know some people have a story where they saw a commercial when there was a giantess like stomping around, and you know, it's just for an advertisement. Or maybe you saw a movie or um, maybe an episode on a TV show. Um, what got you into uh, the fetish? Um, uh, 
so, uh, so it started around, I think I was around eight years old, probably. But uh, I was watching the, are you familiar with the Free Worlds of Gulliver, the 1960s yeah. film? Yeah. So uh, I was watching that with my family. And the sequence where Gulliver comes upon the shore of Rob Dignag and Glumdeglitch starts standing up above him, I was like, yes, that is like, I would just love to see this girl in the middle of an urban area and see how she would react to all the people there. And years later after that, uh, that image was just in my head and we were on a road trip and I Mm -hmm. ended up going to this like classic diner. And I remember I had to go to the restroom once and on my way to the restroom, I could see a poster of the classic 50 foot woman uh, poster. And I was like, these guys did this on purpose. I know that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much solidified my uh, fantasy into the whole thing. I like, I like, yes, this is exactly what I want. I love to do. And from then on, I started searching the internet to see if like, am I the only one who has this fetish or not? Because I love this stuff. And when, before I knew, uh, you know, just a few Google searches and I found the whole community about, about this. And I found like, uh, uh, giantess um, movies from like uh, Media Impact and things like that, and I was like, "Yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. This is exactly the kind of stuff I want to do." And I knew that to achieve what uh, kind of visual I wanted to see, I couldn't really wait for somebody else to do that. I had to start edit- knowing how to do this myself, so I started to experiment with that, and it just kicked on from there. Very cool, very cool. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I love that. A lot of people uh, want to see specific scenarios and, um, you know, specific styles to see this fetish be done in. And it's like you just said, um, you know, you, you decided to go ahead and, you know, do some, do some stuff for yourself, and that, would, and that, that really inspired you to go on um so going forward with that how has that uh led to you uh you know creating and um making your own content how uh how long have you been doing uh content in general and can you give us an insight on why do you love to uh create it in general yeah um gosh it must be about 20 years now probably i've been doing this stuff um awesome i could have that off maybe 15 years but, um, yeah, I, I started on DeviantArt, like, about 15 years ago. And I knew that, you know, this was – I started out doing it just for fun. You know, everyone starts doing it just for fun, just to see what they can do. And mm-hmm. I, I pretty much looked to the films that inspired me, like Dollar's Travels and, you know, 50 Foot Woman and all that. And I looked at those for inspiration to see, okay, how can I match – the results of the, these films. How can I try and achieve that? And I used it sort of as a therapeutic um, hobby in, at the, during those times because my life was actually pretty stressful back then. But, um, uh, you know, any time I could get to myself, I would just start editing and see what I could do, ex- experiment with the editing suite and see um, what, what would come out of it. And it and once you get into it, I just, it just starts to be like, what more can I put into this? How can I get better and make it look more like more is happening in this edit? And so, um, 
yeah, it just goes on from there. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a therapeutic process for me. I find it very enjoyable, very relaxing. And that's pretty much how it all started and how I came to be where I am now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how have you uh, felt about since you've been since you've been in this community for so long and um, been in love with this fetish for so long? Are you surprised? Not surprised. Maybe not surprised is the right word. But how do you feel about how it's evolved over the years? Um, because it seems like anyone these days, if they really put some work into it, they're able to create. Uh, some pretty cool content and um, how have you felt about the evolution of that over time as uh, we see um, you know editors and models starting to get into it and do you feel like the giantess uh, fetish in general has started to become a bit more mainstream? Definitely. Um, I have seen numerous ads across the web featuring uh, the fetish's content. And um, I'm amazed at how mainstream it has become. I'm, I'm surprised like Hollywood hasn't turned it into a kaiju genre because <laughs> it, is, it is just a, it's like such a mainstream thing now. And I think most of the majority of that is due to the fact that we do have a lot more social media now and there's a lot more ways for the community to share it, just like you and I are doing now, there's a lot more ways for people to share their interests and their hobbies with each other in a friendly and social environment. And also, I think it's due to the fact that technology has really advanced over the years. I mean, back in like the 90s, you know, collaging was about the best you could do. Like that was the right. state-of-the-art stuff you could do in the community. But now, you know, I mean, it's gotten to the point where People can produce their own movies with Hollywood uh, style drama. You know, they can make their own Hollywood like special effects, and you know, it's just become so universal now. Anyone can make their own movie. Anyone can make their own collage, and there's just so many ways to do that for free. You know, you don't have to pay for expensive equipment or anything anymore. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I think. As someone who uh, started off on Photoshop myself, it, it's really cool to see people really take control and find a way to be creative in their own different type of way within this fetish. And it's like you said, like um, there are assets and tools out there that allow you to just hop in and create right away. And I, I find that so amazing. And uh, as someone who's um, been into it myself for a long time. I've had this um, fetch since about 2007, but um, seeing how it's evolved from then where people were just, you know, doing collages and working on Photoshop to make this, and then we go forward and you, you see people then you do more, and, you know, you have, like, there are apps on your phone you can do to just get on there and just, yeah. you know, start making everything, which is um, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, is there a specific piece of uh, giantess media that you've seen in the last 10 years that really uh, st stuck out with you? Because I know we've seen a lot of uh, studios and 
uh, creators come out with a lot of cool stuff over the years. And, you know, it feels like we're truly in the golden age of, like, Giants' uh, content. And uh, I'm just wondering, do you feel like there's something you've seen or uh, watched that made you go, like, wow, this is, like, really incredible? Yeah. Um, gosh, there's – I can think of a few number of different things. I mean, the first one that I saw was, like, truly – okay, this is as close to Hollywood special effect as I can see was uh, Leica versus Japan. I thought that was just, oh, my God, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted, wanted to see. But um, as far as content creators go, I think, you know, there's there's a guy I follow on DeviantArt called an alternate username. He makes some of the most amazing animations I've ever seen of, like, mega, giga-sized genres. Or uh, Colossal Collages here on Instagram. He makes some incredible animations as well. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, like a... As far as animation goes, I mean, that started all with MMD, I think. Uh, I just watched those videos nonstop in the earlier years. I think that's where the whole animation aspect of the community started was with MMD. But now it's just evolved into like Blender and uh, Photoshop and all sorts of different programs you can use to create these animations. And I'm actually quite surprised I've been able to keep up because... And this whole time I've been editing with collages, I've been using GIMP, which is, in fact, a free program. And a lot of people have always asked me, like, how are you managing to keep up with this? Like, you know, some of your work is even better than what I've seen Photoshop do. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's just, I think it's just, you know, you find a piece of software you're comfortable with and you just go at it from there. You just get better and you explore what you can do with it and just you find out techniques through uh, your interests in life. It could be inside the fetish, it could be outside, but it doesn't matter. You know, you just find that stuff and you get at it from there. Definitely big agree. And, and, and yeah, um, I, I think it's cool. In, in GIMP, like, it's weird when I chat out people because, like, I've gone between GIMP and uh, Photoshop and I think both of them are very viable, but I, I, I think GIMP is like always going to be uh, slept on. It's a very viable like photo editing uh, app for people to use, and it's always been. Yeah, it so, is. I mean, uh, I think that the most common uh, deterrent from GIMP is the fact that uh, there are some perks that Photoshop gives you, like. I think uh, for a good example is when you're trying to resize, say you got a cutout of a woman that you're trying to put into a particular piece and right. you want to reduce the opacity while you're resizing it. You can't really, you know, the opacity isn't a half, way, a half percent when you're trying to resize her on GIMP, but right. it is on Photoshop. So, you know, there's those little perks that Photoshop gives you, but in essence, there's still the same sort of program really. And GIMP, you know, that's just free. So I think that's great. Anything you can get for free is great. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it allows you to be able to uh, work within what you have. And then, you know, if you have the opportunity to, you know, get anything that is more uh, premium, then, yeah, you absolutely do that. But um, like you just said, like, you're going to be able to do, you know, something with the resources you're given. And sometimes you got to work around that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There, there's nothing wrong with that. So, 
Um, I think that's a good message because a lot of people start off with the question like, how do I get started with making content? And sometimes you just, it's a matter of just doing it, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, you know, a hundred percent, you know, I mean, I get asked that question so many times here on Instagram. How do you get started? Like, how did you get started doing this? And I really just, you know, that's not really an answer I can give you. You really have to just do it yourself and go from there. You have to find your own technique. You have to find your own uh, pattern. And it just goes from there, you know. It's, it's really surprising how it happens, but it just happens. Most definitely. I, I love that. Um, and going going further more into that question, like how do you feel, do you feel like uh, when you first started – that um, it was it for you. Was it a lot of you just uh, going in and experimenting and you know getting a feel for what you wanted to do in terms of uh, the type of collages you wanted to make? Because I know yours are a bit more uh, gritty and detailed, and I and I've always loved that about um, yours. And I've always been interested to hear the process on how you've gone from there, but um, could you give a little more insight of how your process goes when you're creating your uh, collages? Right. So, um, again, I, I usually try to go into, like, I try to set my mind towards a Hollywood sort of face because each of my collages, I try to treat them like it's a snapshot or a still screen of a particular film. So, um, uh, when I start out with a collage, I'm usually just browsing the internet for stock or, you know, sometimes I um, make my own stock because I do, you know, we can get into that later if you want. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm just looking around for stock and I just try to see what do I see out of this pick? What do I, what do I how, how can I incorporate this into a collage? And then from there, it just sort of mutates and I start brainstorming about, you know, okay, can I put, maybe I can put like a helicopter there or maybe I can put someone running over here or something like that. And then it just sort of evolves. And at the point, at, at some point, you know, inspiration just kicks right in and mm -hmm. it just, and it just sets like a magnet and you just go from there. And I think the biggest problem for me is figuring out when to stop because there's <laughs> so much you can put into it. So, uh, especially when you're video editing, you know, if you're making a really, like I'm making, I'm working on a really big project right now. I'm almost done with it. So I'm really excited to get that done. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just so much you can pour into it. And I think part of the problem with that is you're trying to create something that Hollywood has yet to give us. You know, we're trying to present a message like Hollywood, why don't you give us something like this? You know? Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's just that sort of, um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words for it, but uh, it's just that approach. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just that sort of approach I take towards editing. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. It does. Your work does give this cinematic Hollywood type of feel. Like I feel like a lot of your collages can be like posters, you know, which is really cool. Right. right. And and um. It's cool just see that. So, um, going forward from there, about how like I want to hear more about how you create your own stock or how you get to your starting point. Um, can you give us a little more detail about that? Right. So, um, uh, part of the stock uh, process is just like I said before, I browse the internet and I look for 
high quality images because that's always the best for me to get with my program. But um, if I can't find a particular image I'm looking for, I'll usually make it and out of different pieces of stock I can find. So if I can find something that's close to what I want on the internet, then mm-hmm. I'll download, I'll get that. And then I'll put it together in GIMP before I even start editing the main collage. I'll, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, let me see. Uh, um, yeah. So like there's this recent collage I did of Brie Larson and, uh, she is sitting on earth. She's a gigasized image. And that image wasn't necessarily on the internet. You know, there's no example of that anywhere online. Right. But, um, but there are plenty of images that come close to that. And it's sort of like a snap together rotoscoping sort of edit style that I have to put together. So I just start blending in these different parts. It's kind of like a puzzle. And I put them together. And then once the final uh, complete image is uh, done, I just start cutting her out and then put her in place and then go from there. And after that, you know, it just comes to the point where, you know, if I can't make an image of someone I like or, you know, if I can't find all the different components that I need to put together, then I'll just do it myself. So that at that point, I'll start posing myself and then I'll start editing that out and I'll put that together. So it's there are just many different approaches I take to achieving the goal that I'm looking for. If I have a very, very specific image in my head, that's what I'll try. I'll do whatever it takes to get that done. Very cool. Very cool. And I like how it seems like, you know, if you can't get that exact stock that you're going to find a way to piece it together. Right. Um, do you ever, um, do you ever find a way to, uh, I guess, like, do you find it more, um, of an enjoyable challenge when you're able to piece something together, like a scene or, uh, or a specific shot you want to get as opposed to, just um finding it because when you're able to piece together something i feel like it's uh it just comes out a lot differently so i i I would love to hear your thoughts about how you uh go about that it is a lot more rewarding i'll say that i mean there are a lot of times where it has been really frustrating because (laughs) you know you have all the pieces that you need it's just putting them together sometimes can be very very difficult especially you know, I mean, I've had collages come out where it looks like someone has their, you know, they look like a, they're made out of, like they're Elastigirl or something. You know, their right. arm just looks way too long or something like that. And it, it, it's, it can be frustrating sometimes, but I think over the years, as I've practiced it, I've gotten a lot better at it. And um, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's frustrating sometimes still, but the results are a lot more rewarding. It's very, it's well worth it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that. It's always cool hearing everyone's uh, creative process and uh, definitely a grind. Like, I hear you all the way with that one. <laughs> but uh, once once you figure it out, um, you can look back at it and say, you know, that that struggle you had to get there. Um, yeah. So that that's always awesome to hear. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, another question I do have is, um, what do you wish that we could see? And, uh, like, what would, if you, if you were like given a script 
and were a director and let's say let's say i don't know let's say sony said hey we're going to give you full creative control we want to give you we want you to come up with the screenplay for this movie that's a um we, we want to have this 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 and this and the only requirement is they want you to come up with it focusing primarily on giantess but they also want a backstory of how she became a giantess how would you handle that right um so the most popular um most popular story i've ever thought of is i'm a mega lover obviously you can tell from the clauses mm-hmm. like uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure, like, I've seen a lot of your work, you know, you're really into shrunken material and that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that, you know, there's a lot of that out there. So I try to lean towards the other side. of, of Absolutely. The, yeah. And uh, so my most, uh, it's actually the project I'm working on right now is, uh, yeah, it's Emma That's what I call it. And it's just the um, uh, sort of like a parody to the whole Godzilla genre. But um, it's uh, it, it, it involves a very similar plot, you know. Some small town girl is exposed to like radiation or something like that, and or you know she's the uh, product of some experiment or something. But you know she expresses these extreme feelings she has towards a troubled relationship she's having, and as she grows, those feelings become much bigger, and you know they her size is an uh, is a direct uh, example of these emotions she's feeling. And so um, she goes on like a rampage and it's, uh, it, it sort of mutates from there again, but um, I haven't worked out all the details on it, but that's sort of the main plot essentially. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, now I, I've seen, I've seen the collages. I, I would have to guess. Um, um, so if I had to guess, like, before I'm seeing where your collage is, um, I'm, I'm going to take a guess and you would think that Emma Watson would be an excellent, uh, giantess, like an actress yeah. to play a giantess. Definitely. I mean, she's like one of my number one choices. Very cool. Um, yeah. To build on that question, I, I, I have to ask this now. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you, so you named Emma Watson, so that's, that's one. But if you have yeah. to give me four more actresses, mm-hmm. who would you want to play a giantess and give me a little blurb of why do you want each uh, of these actresses to play a giantess um, in terms of personality, feel, all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just give me the little down. <laughs> well, um, that's a little trick question because uh, my first, my number one choice. I mean, I guess you could say Emma would be my second choice, but uh, okay. My num my my number one choice is not even a real person <laughs> technically. I mean, um, I saw the. Uh, a lot of people are always surprised when I say this, but um, I saw the movie Frozen, and the character of Anna just spoke to me. I was like, "There's, I'm okay. a, I'm a sucker. I'm I'm a sucker for like adorable." adorable giantess and when i see them just rampaging the city or something i'm like yeah that's i just love that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so anna it would be my first choice definitely um i guess you could say you know it would be um 
the actress who played her. I'm struggling to remember her name. Uh, Anna was my first choice. Emma would be my second choice. My third choice would be Brie Larson because I think she's an incredible woman. Uh, my fourth choice would be Victoria Justice. Ooh, she's got okay. like she's got like the curves, and I can't I can't fight that. Every time I see her, I just oh <laughs> yeah, she makes me uh she makes my mouth water. Um, uh, my fourth choice. I mean, my I'm sorry, that was my fourth choice. Uh, my fifth choice. I couldn't really settle on, you know, it's a choice between like uh, Nina DeVrieve or Maria Manoas or even possibly Jennifer Lawrence, but um, any one of those, you know, that, that would be my fifth choice. Very nice. Very nice. All yeah. good choices. All good choices. Yeah. Really cool. Um, nice. Um, what else? Do you feel, uh, speaking of creators, um, do you have any favorite uh, models or editors that um, inspire you when you see their work? Because, um, like, I love, like, when you were talking about Colossal earlier, like, I loved mm -hmm. his um, Giga and Mega stuff. They're insane. They're crazy. Right. Um, and it's not my thing, but I can appreciate it from a distance and it'd be like, I don't think, as in, like, I can, like, I, I love it. I can't, I said, and now for me as a creator, I don't think that's my style, but I love it. I love what I see from him. Um, so, the other work, right. yeah, yeah, excellent. He, he's, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. that, and that's putting it mildly. But um, yeah, any, are there any uh, editors out there that inspire you? There are a couple. Um, Dokop is one. I don't know if you've heard of him. But uh, he makes some incredible collages and some incredible animations. Uh, I don't think he's on Instagram. He, most of the people I, that inspire me are on DeviantArt. So mm -hmm. Dokop is definitely one of them. Uh, another one, he's actually relatively new, but I can't believe the incredible quality he puts into his work is uh, Giantess-FX. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's He's really good, and yeah. yeah, he's new. And I'm like, are you sure you're new? It feels like you've been here yeah. for a while. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I definitely agree. No. no, no. I mean, like, that's the quality of animation I strive to do. Like, that's, that's, certain, like, that, that's certainly the, if not that better, but, you know, he is my main source of inspiration for as far as, like, video editing goes. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Um, mm -hmm. I it's real insane. I'm like, it's incredible. I I have no words. It it's just overall amazing to see how, you know, he does it and his process and just incredible. Yeah. He'd be uh, a, anyone else? He'd be another great one to interview. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I I am definitely looking, and I'm like, if I can fit him in before the season is out. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. So there's quite a, there a few others that I could think of was uh, definitely an alternate username. Uh, if you haven't seen his work, definitely check him out. He has some incredible collages, and he has some insane animations. You wouldn't believe the animations he does. I mean, I mean they're not particularly in your like as you said. You know, it's not really your thing. But I think you will really appreciate the quality of his work. Definitely. And, and 
Uh, there's Mega Lover and there's Nike MD. He's another fantastic collager that I just love, and, and he really inspires my work too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then we'll go on the flip side of that, and we'll go to uh, any uh, models, uh, any models that you've seen or come across that um, you enjoy their work and um, that you enjoy, you know, seeing their uh, content. Yeah, there was a couple I could think of off the bat. There, uh, Wistful Ellie, she was, she's one that I definitely follow, and she's she, got some amazing content. Also adorable. <laughs> very adorable, very adorable. And she's tall, man. She's, she's like a real giantess. <laughs> yeah, real-life giantess. Yeah, no, she, she's, she's incredible. I, I enjoy seeing her stuff when it's on my feed. Yeah. So she's definitely uh, one choice of mine. Uh, there was another one that I did years back. Uh, she sort of fell out from the from the community, but uh, her name was Amari Tenebel, and she was another fantastic model. But uh, I mean, she um, she set all her work out to the public domain, so everyone has access to her old work. But she's not creating anything new now. Uh, um, yeah. So that was a bit of a bad day in the community <laughs> but um uh yeah another one that i do follow is uh lolo lowly feet i think that was her name lolo lolo oh, yeah lolo little feet yeah. yeah i know who you're talking yeah. about nice yeah yeah she's uh she's a fantastic model oh yeah no most definitely um lolo is really cool i think i just lost you again <laughs> oh you're all right me? you're back you're back <laughs> There we go. Um, but yeah, no, you were talking about Lolo. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's where we cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay. is a she is a fantastic model, and she's she, you know if she poses right. She's also got a very cute face. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy working with her. You know, I, I love how open they are to the community too. You know, they're, absolutely. They're just so. You know, I, I, I think a few years ago, if you asked a girl to do this kind of stuff, they would say no. But, you know, they would just be freaked out. But now it's just like become so mainstream. And I think that a lot of them are sort of accepting the whole um, feminist side of the whole community. And I think it's just a really fantastic way of working with them. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I think that is probably the, one of the more cooler things that um, I've seen over time is that how open it's become because yeah, years ago, no way, there's no way. Um, yeah. But now um, absolutely people seem a lot more open and uh, receptive to it. And it's really encouraging to see. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just over the years, it's been turned from something like, as you said a couple of years ago, I think that people looked at it as a, a negative thing, like, Oh, that's a porn thing or something like that. But I think that people have grown out of that. And you know, I, I don't, it could still necessarily be a porn thing, but you know, it's, it's not necessarily bad. You know, nobody's really getting hurt or anything like that. And it's sort of, I think they've also just embraced more of the fact that it's an art. It's not something bad. It's just an art form. And it's a way of people to express their emotions and to express their uh, ideas. So I think that's part of the reason why it's become so mainstream now. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we've uh, hit a point now, especially, where uh, a lot of it is open and not just in terms of, uh, you know, where it is. It is definitely art. I definitely see that. And I, mm -hmm. I love the fact that it's so open to where it's open for, it's not just, uh, you know, for men and women, it's opened up to everybody. And mm -hmm. that is one thing I appreciate about it. it it's evolved. It, it's gone beyond this. Um, now, now at the, now at the end of the day, if someone said, Hey, this is still sexual at its core. Yeah. You can make that argument, but right. it's, it's more, it's become a lot more than that. And right. I think that's probably the coolest thing that's, that could have ever happened to it because um the the incredible the the fact that it's grown so much pun intended <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that it's grown so much in the past i want to say uh 10 years is incredible and i think that's just a testament to people going out there and creating what they want to see in the community mm -hmm. um so i uh i totally agree with that um i think it's awesome that um, we're, we're also meeting cool people in the end too, because, um, when you get like, when, like when I get people on this podcast, it's always a good time to know them for, yes, their work, of course, but you mm -hmm. know, some, sometimes those interests and those fetishes come from a fascination and it kind of lends to their work. So, mm -hmm. um, so it, it's pretty cool to see that. And I definitely agree when you're working with, uh, some of these models on here and they're like open receptive and they're cool. And, you know, I'm actually looking at one of your edits with uh Lolo where she's biting into the building and man, that, right. that does, um, I'm doing like the Italian. Yes. Emojis. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, it's just mint. So yeah, it's cool when uh, you can see two people come together and uh, mm -hmm. collab on something awesome like that. Um, so I sometimes it, just wonder what would happen if the whole community came together and created a project. I mean, can you imagine the amount of resources that could come together from the whole community? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always said, like, I, I want to see, like, and this is like the fifth or sixth time I've said this on a podcast, but mm -hmm. we, we just all need to come together and make some large movie or something yeah. Cause like mm -hmm. we have so many people in this community with different skill sets, different, you know, different, um, you know, perspectives, how mm -hmm. they might go about it. And like, if we were all come together and make some sort of big blowout giantist like film or like audio book or novel or something, that'd be pretty baller. Um, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that that would be like the ultimate thing. Really. That'd be the ultimate package. Oh yeah. No doubt. I, I just like, because I feel like if we were to do that, that would be like such a feather in the cap of the community mm -hmm. and it would show how far it's really come. So um, that would be awesome for the community to just have that and go from there. So mm -hmm. definitely would be awesome. Um, I'm going to get to some uh, questions that I was asked on uh, Instagram. Let me get to that. Make sure they're not any questions I already asked you. <laughs> okay. So I have one question and this is an interesting question. 
do you would you be interested in a giantess vr video game a vr video game uh you know i i actually am uh are you familiar with sizebox i am i am yeah yeah so they that that is probably the uh most refined VR video game uh, involving the community. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's a great way of uh, experiencing the fashion and new sort of um, technological advancement sort of um, way. But uh, I'm not necessarily into VR that much just because it hurts my brain a lot whenever I'm doing it. So... Um, I would so so I would love to see like what they could do with the technology if they could like create a totally immersive sort of technology so you can actually not only see what's happening on screen but also like like get a fourth dimensional feel of like what's happening like if you could feel what's happening that'd be amazing so I think it has a lot of potential a lot of promise and I would love to see where it goes from here but. Currently, uh, I'm not too uh, excited about it. Cool, cool. And then, yeah, um, it, it, it's definitely one thing to uh, – VR is different. I mean, I, I played so much VR, and sometimes it does hurt your brain, so I'm right there with you. But um, I would love to uh, – I would also love to see uh, something to where, like, when you're saying, like, 4D, kind of like a simulation, right? Um, where you – feel what's going on around you and you're like experiencing it and it's like real time and you know you're just feeling everything that's happening so for me like the ultimate like vr game would be where you could take two scenarios of being either someone who's really small compared to the giantess or you could be the giantess and it would be like a real like ready player one sort of scenario where you could just oh, totally yes. be immersed into the game. That would be like the most ultimate VR video game ever. And I remember just watching that film. I was like, I would love to, you know, if I was in this game, I would be in a giantess scenario all the time. <laughs> so, oh yeah, definitely get that experience firsthand. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd just be epic. Hey, next question I have here, unless it's not another uh, question I've asked you. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Um, do you feel? Do you feel like? Yeah. Okay, Instagram just crapped out on me. One moment. Let me try to get it back. <laughs> good old technology. All right, here we go. Um. Okay, this is a good question. Do you feel like collages will always stay in style? Do you feel like they'll always stay in vogue? That's a good question. Um, is, yeah, I would love to hear your perspective on that. That is a very, very good question because it is something I struggle with every single day. Mm-hmm. But it sort of harkens back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast. But um, right, you know, it, it's it's definitely a sense of competition with what's happening inside the community. I mean, there are new advancements happening all the time. You have video games, videos, and, you know, stuff like SizeCon and stuff like that happening all the time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's sort of like the movies where there's a real classic nostalgia to collages. Everybody always comes back to them. 
And so even if they're outgrown and people start moving more towards the video end of the fetish, I think that there is going to still be a sample of nostalgia that makes them come back to collages all the time. So I don't think it's ever going to disappear. Whether or not it becomes less popular over time is anybody's guess. But I think that it's always going to be there. Well said. Yeah, definitely agree. I, I feel like uh, I feel like something that established the whole like giant suspension in the first place. I don't mm-hmm. think that ever goes away. So no. I, I I think at its core and and definitely hear you like you know um I, one phrase I've always heard that has stuck with me is that um it it's something that's always taught me as a creator um when doing this stuff outside. When creating stuff outside of uh, Giants content, um, adapter perish, and it's mm-hmm. it's cold. It's a cold piece of advice that I've gotten, but it's true. Sometimes you do have to adapt to what's going on and try to yeah. adjust as best you can. But also, that doesn't mean you you know leave what you learned and your laurels behind. Of course, so I. I, I definitely agree with um, you completely. I, I think there will always be a space for, uh, you know, collages. And I think mm-hmm. at their core, it's it's capturing a moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would be happening right there? Like, if you could pause and we're seeing, like, all this destruction happening, you get to see mm-hmm. sparks flying, explosions. That mm-hmm. that stuff only can stick, stick around for so little time in, in video. And mm-hmm. if you're able to capture that, like that destruction or emotion or that, you know, that spectacle of the, um, like just it all happening. Drama. Yeah. The yeah. drama of the whole sequence. It's just, it's just a moment in time that it's like, it literally epitomizes like the climax of our desires when we see that. Exactly. So, and I think, you know, there is hope actually for collages too, because, you know, there are, I've been experimenting with various different apps like CapCut and, you know, it's amazing what they can do with a still image. You know, you can create a much more three-dimensional still image and add three-dimensional effects to it. And it just makes it come even more alive. So, you know, if that's available today, I, I just imagine what's going to happen in the future. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, CapCut does have some awesome, uh, like there, that little three, the one with the 3D is pretty cool. I love that yeah. it kind of makes a photo feel a lot more dynamic and mm-hmm. like it, it stands out. And then I think stuff like that does prove that, you know, photos still and collages in general still have their place for sure. So mm-hmm. I definitely uh, hear what you're saying in terms of that. And yeah, I, I think I do agree. I th- I don't think we'll ever get away fully from, um, from collages and it will, it will always have some way to stick out and be um, just prevalent. So um, definitely agree with that. Um, and then we'll do one more fan question here. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Um, going forward, what other, what, where do you think the giantess fetish can go from where it is now? Um, and as we said before, um, and I, and and like, we, we've seen it go from, you know, people making their own content videos, um, 
it's mainstream. We see it in our media sometimes, but mm-hmm. I guess to elaborate and expand on how the question was asked, like, do you think we'll um, hit a point where, you know, maybe, you know, something major does happen within the fetish and, you know, we'll get something like, um, there were rumors that, um, and I could be wrong about this. I'm still looking into it, but there were rumors that, you know, we could be getting a 50 foot woman remake and that would be crazy. And it, it's a whole thing. It was rumored with like Natalie Portman or something. Um, and, I remember that. I remember that, that, that happened so years ago, like Netflix said they were going to make a remake with Natalie Portman or something. And yeah, I remember, I just remember the total bummer when I found out that was a hoax. And I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> then we just get some complete disappointments like 50 foot cheerleader. And it's just like, come on, if you're oh, going to do it, goodness. do it right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me about that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh Man, oh man. Just the thought of it makes you just cringe, man. It does. Uh, it does. <laughs> but, you know, that's is to, to answer the question. Um, yeah, that would be the next best thing is just to see a kaiju, like a kaiju style film with a giantess as the main monster would be amazing because, you know, that, that would probably be the ultimate like victory for us saying, yes, we finally got Hollywood's attention. We finally said, yes, this is exactly what more people need to see. And what would make it even better is if people outside the fetish saw it and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to see more of this. Let's get a sequel or something. And and it just kicks off from there. From then on, you know, the next best thing would be someone creates a real shrink ray or something. You know, I mean, I don't know if that would be good for the real world or not, but, you know, for us, at least, it would be great to have something like that. Oh yeah, we would be like, please, like give give yeah. us all give us all of this. Absolutely, please. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um if we can get if if, if the community gets its own little like film, I, mm-hmm. I would just say we won we won. We won. That would be our mm-hmm. moment in the sun that I think a lot of us would love to see. Yeah. Um I would love that so so much if we just got that moment of man, we, we finally did it. With this, <laughs> we're here. We we've arrived. Um, it would be so satisfying. It would. It would. Yeah. I would be incredible to, um, you know, have that in the pocket and say, hey, and then it gets off to a bigger audience, and then you know, like I said, the more perspectives and more outside uh, I can get, mm-hmm. the more people will definitely want to contribute in some way, shape, or form, and I, I think that would be awesome in general. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and then, you know, um, we're just running an hour here, so we're going to wrap it all up. But mm-hmm. uh, where can these people find your work and uh, how can they, uh, you know, keep track of what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, I'm mostly, like, you can mostly find me on my DeviantArt page. That is where most of my activity is. Uh, I'm also available on Instagram. I'm also available on Twitter. And I am also available on YouTube as well. If you're really interested in seeing my video edits, uh, definitely check out my YouTube page. And they're all universal. They all fall under the same name, Giantess Studios 101. So it's difficult to miss. So you can find me on my DeviantArt. I have all my handles there. You can fuck you. You can link to me there. And 
I do not do Patreon, but I do plenty of commissions. So if you're interested in having like a commission done, I'm always happy to DM me and talk it over. We can work something out. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything really. So. Awesome. Awesome. Glad, glad, glad. And, um, again, um, as I always do, if you ever want to come back and if we talk about a specific topic within the community, I, I'd love to have you back. Oh, I'd um, love to be back. This has been fantastic. I, I, I would love to do this again with you. It's great. Awesome. And I'm glad to hear that. Uh, no worries. Uh, we're, we'll definitely be doing this again. Um, like I said, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a day where I'm going to bring a handful of editors and models together and we can just talk about a topic and we know we just, you know, all hatch it out and discuss it. So, um, when, um, when that happens, I'll be sure to let you know. And then for any episodes where we're talking about a specific topic where I feel like your insight would be, you know, appreciated, I'll definitely bring you on. But, uh, again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a thrill. Great pleasure. Awesome. And that everyone was Giant Studios. Um, like like he said, you can follow him on most of the handles that um, under the same name. On um, next week's episode, I will have Alpha or Envy on here. She's a relatively new giantess. Um, should be a fun episode. Um, and then you know, going forward, we have about three more episodes after that. Um, but again, for myself. And for Giant Studios, this has been Sizing Up. If you guys ever need to follow me, you can find me at Jack the Spec on most platforms. Um, email me at jackthespec15 at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys later. Um, thanks again for coming on. And uh, peace out. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.